We have a saying around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, no brains, no headache. <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, boys. What's up? What's up? Damn, son, where'd you find this? Welcome to No Brains, No Headache Podcast, episode 126. I'm Jordan Weichel, an entrepreneur and podcaster from Bismarck, North Dakota, and I'll be your host today. With me is fellow podcaster and magnet enthusiast Matt Cleary. On today's show, we ask the question, would you ever hitchhike across America? Our guest this week, Danny Rathbun, did exactly that as he tells us of his comedy career in New York City and some of the craziest things that have happened to him on stage. Thank you to Danny Rathbun for joining us. After that, we are joined by our second guest of the show, Bobby Brown, host of 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, joined for our staple game, The Olympics, where we rank a topic with our favorites. This week was The Olympics of Bar Things, investigating what we love and hate about our local watering holes. Thank you to Minnesota native Bobby Brown for joining us on the podium. As always, the Olympics is open for interpretation. We finish up with Mini Helmet Fantasy Football Week 6 Recap and pick our lineups for Week 7. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? If you enjoy the show, please consider following us on all social media platforms for extra exclusive content we share in between episodes which drop every Tuesday. To make sure you don't miss any new episodes, hit that subscribe or follow button. Episode 126 of No Brains, No Headache Podcast is a NBNH media production. Let's get it on. Okay. Let's party. All right, we're now joined by Danny Rathbun, comedian from New York City. Danny, thanks for joining No Brains, No Headache Podcast. Hey, thank you for giving my last name correctly. I don't, I don't hear that often. <laughs> How do people get that wrong? It's pretty it, like phonetically. Rathburn. They had an extra R in there a lot. Okay, and what are you drinking right now? I'm just drinking a seltzer. Okay, okay, like just, just a seltzer. <laughs> just a seltzer. Well, we got your name right because you were able to identify which Dakota was in fact North Dakota. So we. That's right. I, I knew that. Uh, I knew which one has Mount Rushmore and which one doesn't. That's all you need. That's really all you need. <laughs> You're like in the 99th percentile of people in America, which is just staggering about our country, but uh, I digress. So doing a little research, getting to know who Danny is before this interview, because I've followed you on Twitter for a long time. And I was like, hey, this guy would be funny. So I found your website earlier mm-hmm. today. And there was something about hitchhiking across America and anarchist communes. So I need yeah. you to elaborate on both of those a little bit. <laughs> That's uh, that's kind of how I got started in comedy. Before I was doing stand-up, I used to, to write zines, uh, like like homemade, like personal uh, magazines. I'd, I'd hitchhike around. I'd give uh, like readings at uh, anarchist communes and libraries and bookstores and stuff. And uh, 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 that's a it's a hard way to go through life. Nobody likes zines. Nobody reads zines. Nobody wants to pay for those. And um, I, I just started to realize that the people liked my readings more than they liked the actual zines. I sort of transitioned that into to stand up. So what what is a zine? It might um, be a dumb it, question, but I'm yeah, lost no, no, on no. it. It's uh, it's like a magazine, but it's it's like um, you. It's just like one person or one small group of people. It's like a like an indie magazine. I just uh, 
make them all myself. I'd, I'd find a copier somewhere and I'd run off like a couple hundred copies, sell them for a few dollars. Just walk into like a random office building and just start going up to the copier and hitting <laughs> buttons. Uh, or like I'd find like a dorm at a college or something that, that <laughs> and kind of bluff my way in. Got to be resourceful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hitchhiking, did you mm-hmm. actually hitchhike? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you have any crazy stories about like weirdos picking you up? Uh, I think everybody who picked me up was actually pretty nice. People people were very generous. I, did, I didn't do a ton of hitchhiking. I did uh, a handful of times, but everybody was very nice. And where, like, where would you start out hitchhiking from? Was it like East Coast going to West Coast or it how was, far uh, were you going? A little bit around Virginia, then a little bit in Pennsylvania. Did you ever get picked up by like a horse and buggy Amish person? <laughs> no, no, unfortunately not. So what's what's like a day in the life of a hitchhiker like? You know, run us through a quick day in hitchhiking life. I'm not, the, the good thing about hitchhiking is uh, uh, you're just so free to do you have just no responsibilities at all and i'd have like okay i know i'm in like uh pennsylvania now and i got to be in chicago in like a week and a half uh in between here and there i have nothing planned nothing to do nobody to to see nobody cares so i just get into weird shit and i just um uh i found some island that was just covered with uh with uh empty bottles and shit and i just spent like a full day just smashing those and uh, I, I found some like uh, parked car with a, uh, not a car, like a, like a truck that had like a bunch of crates of bananas. I stole a, a crate of bananas. I ran off with that and just ate a million bananas. And um, uh, it just, I'd, I'd spend days in the, in the library in Chicago. Just, I'd, they'd open up at like 8 a.m. I'd be there till 9 p.m. Just I went through every Doctor Who book they had, all the Agatha Christie books they had. Uh, and you just do anything you want all the time. Like steal bananas off the back of the truck. I'm sure you were like, I got to be stealthy about this. People might see me. And it, in yeah. reality, it was like nobody was well, within nobody 10 cares. miles. <laughs> you could have just taken the whole truck and just yeah. drove it around. The for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like $10 worth of bananas. It's not yeah. <laughs> I'm rich. a lot of security here. That's awesome. You got to get some sustenance in you mm-hmm. while you're uh, hitchhiking and, you know, banana trucks. That's a sure. good call. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing I was getting kind of like misconceptions about is you call yourself, I'm quoting you here, the yeah. second best comedian in the tri-state area and the third most handsome. That's correct. Is the same person ahead of you in both categories. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's, uh, oh, he's my fucking rival. I'm going to, I'm going to take that guy one of these days. It's just like, uh, I hired a hit on a comedian. <laughs> But so He's just so funny and so handsome. You, you bastard. <laughs> so the, like getting into the New York comedy scene, I feel like it is probably a saturated market. I mean, mm-hmm. we're both part-time comedians and we're probably like one of six. We have the Bismarck market cornered pretty much. Yeah. So like, what do you do to separate yourself and like how often are you doing stand up and where like where do you gather your material from? Um, so I'm, uh, I'm probably not do since the pandemic, I haven't done it as, as often as I, as I used to, I probably get up, uh, four or five times a week. Um, pre pandemic, it was a lot more than that. Uh, but, uh, different, different mics, different, uh, there's a club near me called QED. I just got passed there. So I go up there a lot. Um, I've run a a show at a bar called fiction in in Brooklyn, uh, like a, a weekly, weekly mic monthly show there. Uh, in terms of what I do to stand out, um, I I try to find 
subjects that nobody is is talking about. Like if you if you write like a Tinder joke, you've got to compete with ten thousand other Tinder jokes, and it's it's so hard to find an angle that nobody has taken before. Uh, but if I write like a, I've got like a bit about Davy Crockett. Nobody has a bit about Davy Crockett, so I can do, just do anything about Davy Crockett, and and that's original. If you see, if you are walking out of there, like uh, who was the the comedian with like the Davy Crockett bit? You're no, no one's like, wait, which one? Which is yeah, <laughs> eight of those. Uh, so I, I just find just trying to find subjects that nobody's nobody's talking about, nobody cares about, uh, makes you makes you stand out. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what you have to do as a comedian and you've Matt, actually... Matt and I just make fun of each other yeah it's, 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 it's like all inside jokes <laughs> how many comedians would you would you say are in the the Bismarck scene oh um I don't know we Is had two of you <laughs> there's three of us at our comedy night last week about a week yeah. ago and then I don't know like a handful beyond that who would probably be willing to go up on stage on a regular basis or in front of a crowd I'm sure everybody around here calls themselves comedians, but there's a big difference. <laughs> Do you uh, and we've to... only done it a couple of times, but yeah, I mean, I, got I count us as independent comedians. I mean, we probably put on the biggest comedy show in the area, and that's not saying a whole lot, but still uh, in there's, recent memories. <laughs> there's something kind of, I, I started in a much smaller scene in Virginia, and there, there's something kind of nice about that, about like you, you do it uh, for a little while, you do it for like a few months or a year. It's like you kind of know all the players, you know everybody uh and like in new york there's just so many comedians every show i go to two-thirds of the people i've never i've never seen before will we'll never see again and there's yep. it, there's something nice about a smaller scene and there's a much more of a community feel to it yeah we went out to uh east of us out to fargo north dakota for mm-hmm. our only open mic i guess we've done so far in our short comedy careers Mm-hmm. Uh, but out there, we kind of we wanted to get in front of a new crowd and get some more experience. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we knew we had our own uh, comedy show coming up in Bismarck, so we went out to do some recruiting straight up. So we became friends with a couple comedians there, and then through discussing it with them, we found our guy to come to headline for us. And then talking to him, yeah, they're all really tight. They usually go up about weekly, and then you know they hang out on the weekends as if they're buddies. So that's cool that they have that. It's yeah. cool that we have the opportunity to start something here. Absolutely, you know, gotta we gotta try our best though. I mean, all I got is lot lizard jokes and making fun of how drunk I got in college. So not lot really standing jokes. out. Do you know what a lot lizard is? It, like a like a prostitute at a truck stop. Am I? You, you nailed it right <laughs> on the head. <laughs> you took the context clues and hit that one out of the park. <laughs> I was just trying to remember like my '30s slang. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I figured you'd know what lot lizards are hitchhiking. You get staked for one or get into a guy's car and he takes his pants off and you're like, all right, I'll find a different ride. (laughs) I'm not one of those lot lizards from North Dakota. (laughs) Oh, they're rough around here, man. (laughs) We'll charge you an extra gallon of gas if you don't treat them right. (laughs) <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> that's, that's expensive these days. Oh yeah, it's trickle down economics. <laughs> I'm not giving the punchline of my joke right now. Not <laughs> Matt, you say something. <laughs> um, how so? How do you? You grew up in Northern Virginia. How do you get to New York? Uh, with a car. With uh, <laughs> I just, in I that just ban- said banana truck. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I uh, I've been living there doing comedy, and um, at, at some point I just uh, uh, decided to to move to to New York. It felt like um, uh, as a comedian, you 
ultimately, if you're serious about it, you end up in either New York or LA, or you just make a living on the road, but that's, that's a really hard uh, place to make a living. Um, And I just felt like I'd been doing it long enough. I was serious about it and I, I wanted to, to move up to the next level. And so I, I just, I moved to New York. Hosting, like you said, you host that uh, show weekly at that place in Brooklyn Mm -hmm. is hosting. You think that helps you a lot kind of just get better at your craft? Definitely. Definitely. I mean, having a, uh, just any kind of place where you, you're required to go up every week, it gives you like an incentive, like you can't really uh, put that off. Sometimes if you, if you don't have any book shows, you just have like, Oh, do I really want to go to another open mic? But if you have like a, I made this commitment. I'm I'm doing this show every week. I can't just blow this off. Um, sometimes it it just helps to get you some some experience, and it's a good crowd, a very friendly crowd, a safe space to to try out new material. Uh, I understand you got to dig deep and really commit to it. We post a podcast weekly, and they come out Tuesday morning, so there's plenty of Sundays and Mondays when well, we're just not in the mood, but you still mm-hmm. got to do it because you kind of made that commitment of you know once a week you gotta you gotta be there and show up right i have a two-part question that's not even mo- remotely related to them you usually forget the second part of these questions but okay <laughs> oh god i forgot both of them um <laughs> oh oh yeah do you still get nervous going up on stage and do you repeat content quite a bit um do i get nervous going up on stage i'd say uh yeah sometimes i I get uh if it's like a big show or if i haven't performed in a little while i get a little bit nervous and then as soon as i hit the stage i feel very comfortable i feel i've done this so many times and the first time you get like a big laugh you're like oh yeah i do remember how to do this i i am good at that uh and then do do i repeat content uh yeah yeah that's that's part of uh uh writing a joke because you gotta you start with uh, some kind of idea that it's not very funny. And then uh, you you try it out and then uh, you go up and you're like, okay, let me let me repeat this a little bit different, a little bit better. And it takes uh, months or sometimes years to really craft it into the, the best joke it can be. And then uh, once you, you get that, that's that's in your in your roster and you don't want to just throw that out. Then um, once it's it's really good, I'm not really doing it at open mics or anything, but I'll, uh, I've got probably I don't know, 45 minutes of jokes that I'll, I'll pull from, from for um, when I'm uh, booked on like a show. And that's that's all stuff I repeat. Yeah, because I, I had another question in there that you just answered. I was like, how do you not get bored saying the same thing? And you're like, you make something that's not funny, funny. Yeah. Which I definitely get that because we, we'd write jokes and then we'd bounce them off each other. And then they kind of like evolve after a bit. Yeah. Where it's like, this wasn't funny, but I could like add a couple things to it. Exactly. Maybe just like make and make a little something up, maybe a little white lie or something that just yeah. puts it all together. Sure, and sometimes just uh, changing the the wording of something, or you realize like, oh, this sentence I have in the middle, it, it doesn't really add anything. Why am I why am I saying this? The punchline still makes sense without this. You cut that, and uh, sometimes even with a joke that's that's good, sometimes you've just you've done it fifteen times in the last month. And, and uh and like i'm just fucking sick of this joke and once once you get sick of it you don't think it's funny you can't expect the audience to think it's funny at that point so you just kind of kind of put that uh put that away for and come back in a few months when you can look at it with with fresh eyes do you sometimes have to remind yourself if you've told the joke a few times but it's still got some heat behind it of hey i gotta put a little emotion in this i can't be a robot just rattling off the same joke over and over absolutely yeah absolutely 
You ever just make up parts of the story on the side and you're like, wow, I can't believe I made up that complex story. <laughs> like, I, do I just make up? Like uh, you're rolling on a joke and you're just kind of, you take a left turn and you see where that road takes you. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean just like, like riffing on stage? Yeah. Yeah, yeah all the time. Constantly. That's, that's uh, a big part of how you, you come up with new materials. You just kind of riff something and like, hey, that actually worked. That's a that's a new line that I'm adding to that bit now. Is, is that a sign of a good comedian? How does how does one tell if they're a good comedian? Asking for a friend. Like, <laughs> <laughs> how does one tell if they're a good comedian? Um, I, I don't know if it's possible for for you to know. I think you you just have to uh, believe you are, and it won't be true. But you you won't keep doing it if you don't believe it, and eventually other people start agreeing with you you're just you're uh constantly brainwashing your fellow peers and comedians <laughs> if you say you're funny long enough uh you'll eventually be funny <laughs> uh, yeah i mean once you've been doing it long enough that you actually have good jokes and then suddenly your your talent starts matching up with where you think your talent is so we had this comedian on from indianapolis who used to work at barstool sports and he he was saying something like I asked him about like something from his bit and he used to be an undercover cop. And he's like, oh, yeah, some of it, like 70 percent of it is true. But like this part of the story, I embellished mm-hmm. and made up. And I was like, you can do that. <laughs> like, I was just like, you can't lie up there. It's like you can lie. You can say whatever you want. No one really knows you. Or if they do know you, they're not yeah, going to call think, you on it. I, I think that's the I, I don't like to do that. I think that's the the much more common perspective i think most comedians would say that's totally fine uh i get uncomfortable lying on stage uh and i i don't have a lot of bits that talk about my personal life for that exact reason is that my personal life is not that interesting and uh <laughs> and I, <laughs> I mean aside from the stuff we've, we've covered uh but uh, uh, and then so if I told truthful versions of my my personal life, it's 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 just not that funny. And I, I used to I, I used to do a bit um, that was uh, I worked for the the courthouse uh, for a little while, and uh, the bit was about this this kid I worked with um, who was uh, he was arrested twelve separate times for burglary, and the bit was just about like at what point do you just say like I'm just not good at burglary? I've been arrested so many times for this. Um, but, uh, in, in doing the bit, I, I introduced it by saying that I was a counselor and that was not true. I worked as a, like a secretary at the courthouse. And I remember somebody, I, I was kind of on the young side to, to be a counselor at this point. I was probably 23, 24. And I remember somebody coming up and asking me about that afterwards. And I just shamefully was like, no, I'm not actually the counselor. I just work with this guy's file. And I just, I just felt so guilty about lying and kind of, he wasn't trying to call me out, but it was it was obvious that I was lying once he pointed that out. And uh, I I try very hard not to lie on stage, but I mean obviously that's uh, lots of people do. There's nothing I, I don't think most people would say that's ethically wrong, and you certainly can. Well, I hate to break it to you guys, but let's just say that lot lizard didn't change my oil. <laughs> That uh, that was false, and I'm thankful for that. I'm glad it is. Yeah, false. I would actually a lot, a lot of. I would have lost a ton of respect for you if that story would have been true. So I don't even know how to drive a semi. So. Uh, nor should you. But uh, <laughs> uh, you talk about having like 45 there. minutes of material. Like, what's the largest show you've done, and or like around the country? Like, 
Um, I, I don't think I've ever done more than I've done a half hour a few times. Uh, I did uh, uh, largest in terms of like, like length I've done, and largest in terms of like like number of people. There. Yeah, yeah, like size, I would say. Uh, two hundred people, probably. Where's Where's those shows at? Um, I've done I've done a bunch of shows at uh, Broadway Comedy Club, and their their basement gets pretty pretty large. Uh, the Goobies Comedy Club had some some big shows there. Um, yeah, those are probably the biggest that I've done. Why are a lot of comedy clubs in basements? <laughs> they're like hey we're gonna do a comedy yeah just go down there's this unfinished basement we'll just cram you in i mean low-level comedy comedians are are whores who just want to they just want stage time they'll take whatever they can get uh and so, so they'll they'll go into back rooms or basements or whatever and then once you get to the actual clubs uh comedy's not fun when there's sunlight they, they want no windows and that often means basements Okay, that makes more sense. I just figured it was a giant like... window right in comedy show. There's actually a garage door yeah. that was also a window. The lighting wasn't great early on. Just say we didn't get any good pictures of the opener. So in recent headlines in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, but I don't know a lot about New Jersey, so I'm just assuming that's right next to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone threw an entire beer can and hit a comic, comic in the head. Mm-hmm. Do you think comedy is becoming a contact sport? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. I, I, whatever there's, uh, I, I think people are too concerned for, for comedians. I don't think, uh, I mean, don't, don't throw beer cans at comedians. Don't, don't make this a contact sport, but, uh, I don't think free speech is in danger. I don't think comedians are, are really in physical danger. Uh, I, I think people, incidents like that happen rarely. People blow them up to, to be more than, more common than they really are. Well, and, and that's the thing too about comedy shows. Most people that go in there, I'd say like 99% of the people are like, oh, I hope they don't do crowd work. I do not want to get called out. So <laughs> right. it's like, who's going to be quicker on the feet? This guy that's 14 beers deep or a comedian <laughs> that's been doing it for like 20 years. Exactly. Have you ever faced any sort of heckler while on stage or have any bad stage experiences? Uh, yeah, I um, the... It, it's rare to get like a malicious heckler, like somebody who's who's in the back being like, "Boo, you suck." It's usually what it is is you get somebody who's really drunk who thinks that they're helping, and they're just like shouting <laughs> and stuff. Like, like in their drunken mind, they're like, "I'm like, that guy, get him, man!" <laughs> <laughs> they're just like shouting out like punchlines and stuff, and sometimes they they shout out your punchline like right before you say it, and. Um, uh, those guys are actually are, the rare time you get like the malicious guy. Then you can kind of go off on them, and everyone's fine with it. But if the guy is just trying to be helpful, you you got to kind of deal with him with with kid gloves. You got to be polite and and find a way to deflect him. Sir, um, can I ask you a quick question? Can you go ahead and shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> the the worst uh, experience I think I ever had. I was uh, I did this this uh, open mic uh, in in Maryland. It was right before Christmas. So there's this office that was having like a Christmas party at the same bar. And there's it was not that big a bar. And there was like 50 people from this office and like eight comedians. So they were like just really overwhelmed us and were did not want to see a comedy show. They're talking loudly and like doing their own thing. You could like barely hear the comedians. And uh, when I get on, I'm I'm trying to just even be heard. And uh, even that's a struggle. And then this this guy climbs on stage 
and uh, this uh, like big Middle Eastern middle-aged guy, he climbs on stage. He's like, uh, my friend, my friend, I'm the owner. Uh, intermission, intermission. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's the middle of my set. We can't have an intermission. He's like, one minute, intermission, intermission. And he takes the mic. He, he tries to get everyone to sing Jingle Bells with him. Nobody goes for it. And then uh, then he, he says, like, don't worry. There's a much better comedian on after this guy. Oh, my God. And then he announces that uh, uh, for the next one minute, uh, uh, unlimited free beer at the at the bar. And then he hands me the the, the mic back. And any chance I have of doing well in this set is like done at this point. So I'm just like, as, as long as the, if there's free beer, I'm fucking, I'm just going to go do that instead. <laughs> I run off the stage. I trip over the microphone cord. I break the microphone and uh, I get to the stage or not to the stage, to the, uh, to the bar. And the bartender's like, I don't know who the fuck that guy was. He is not the owner. <laughs> and beer is not free. <laughs> Did you at least get one complimentary? <laughs> she, she actually was very nice. She did give me one free beer. I, I don't know what like That's would amazing. be worse the secondhand embarrassment of a terrible rendition of a Middle Eastern jingle bells would be, <laughs> but that ad event just heroically terrible. <laughs> just the balls to announce that beer is free. It's not your bar. You can't. Well, who's you can't running the operations stage. at this venue? I mean, yeah. you, if you can just be a random person, just walk up yeah. on stage and just have that much power, what's going on? Where, where's the bouncer at? He's just. <laughs> <laughs> if you say to the person on stage, with, with, if you say you're the owner with confidence, I'm, I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm not gonna be like, wait, hold on. You're the only prove it. Prove yeah, it. Can I see some documentation? <laughs> That's a crazy experience. So I'm, I'm glad it happened to uh, you and hopefully not us in the future. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, my last like segue I wanted to go down, and I'm fascinated with New York City as someone mm-hmm. that's never been there, and I don't really like. I think it's not a place I would thrive mm-hmm. um, or survive. Oh yeah, I'd be dead immediately. <laughs> Uh, how often do you have like one of these moments of like, why do I live here? <laughs> and I, and I only ask because as I was doing my research, AKA like cyber stalking you, mm-hmm. you put something out there that said, just saw a homeless guy call a dog, the N word. Both of them were white <laughs> hashtag greatest city in the world. There are, you, you do get used to do a certain amount of, of stuff that, uh, you when you spend time outside the city you're like uh this is not normal most people don't wouldn't put up with this shit i just uh, a few weeks ago i was i was coming home and uh uh a few blocks from my apartment i see this this woman in uh full clown makeup just sobbing and it's just like i not dealing with whatever this is <laughs> and sometimes just weird shit like that happens uh, I, 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 I do love it most of the time. Most of the time it's, it's good. Um, I miss, uh, uh, it's hard to get out into the nature. I miss that aspect of it. But other than that, um, I, most of the time I love living in New York. Most of, most of the time. That's all right. We, we go through the same shit here, just on the opposite spectrum. It's like, you know, it's like 
you're on your way to work on a Wednesday morning in January and your car is barely running because it's like negative 28. You're like, why, why do I live? Yeah, here? So <laughs> I, why do I live? <laughs> not having to, to drive a car is like the biggest improvement of my life. Not having to deal with maintenance or parking or, or anything. Just take the subway everywhere. It, it makes things so much easier. What about getting out of the city? Say you're going on a road trip, going somewhere for the holidays, perhaps. How Do you have a car? You just don't drive it very often? I don't have a car. Uh, getting out of the city is, uh, that actually is a bit of a, a hassle. There's Hitchhike. Um, hitchhike, yeah. Uh, so if I if I want to go back home to Virginia to see my parents, I'll take the bus. Uh, but I mean, sometimes I've gotten booked on shows in, in New Jersey and had people be there be like, oh, it's just like four miles away. It's no big deal. I'm like, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's four miles, but it's like an hour and a half. So yeah. it's... <laughs> It's it's you can't just look at the geography of this. But most people top out walking at about three miles per hour. So you do the math. <laughs> yeah, my brain is so weird because when Jordan's like, how do you get out of the city? My mind went to Independence Day when they like blow up the city <laughs> and people are trying to get out of New York. It's like, so if there was like a zombie apocalypse, how are you getting out of the city? You're I don't think I do. I think I just die. Yeah, think... I'm full. Like apocalypse happens, I'm dead. It's like yeah. hopefully I stocked up on liquor the day before the news broke and we're just <laughs> gonna everybody wang chung tonight i'll see what tomorrow brings i had that conversation with my wife a, a few weeks ago that like what if there was like a nuclear war like what do we do i'm like i, I think we just die i think we're <laughs> i think the best case scenario is we just get vaporized and we're like we don't even know what's happening yeah and we're this is the best spot for that like a nuke lands on your apartment just like yeah. oh thank god <laughs> <laughs> that was z <laughs> i mean better that than like we were on like the outskirts of the city. We still die, but it takes us like a few weeks to die of radiation poisoning. So besides hitchhiking and uh, comedy and discussing uh, possible nuclear attacks with your wife, what else do you like to do, if anything? <laughs> if anything, uh, those are the only, those are the only okay. things. That's yeah, I mean, I, well, after, after the, I don't talk about my personal life, but I was like, oh, he's a private guy because it's not that interesting. No, no, no. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll talk about my personal life. Uh, I, I, do, uh, I do karate. Uh, I juggle. I play a lot of video games. Uh, I I read a lot. I, uh, I I write. I've been working on a bunch of scripts. Um, God, that's. I think that's it. <laughs> I, think I, I couldn't all tell that you read a lot earlier when you said you'd go to the library from eight a.m. Yeah. till nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. It's, I just need to back up. Did you say juggle? Yeah. 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 Like how good at juggling? Uh, not not great. I can do like uh, four balls or three clubs. That's pretty good. It's it's okay. I bought three juggling balls off Amazon like three years ago because I thought I was going to get into juggling. They're sitting mm. in my closet right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I, I read it online. I'm like, when I'm trying to like learn something new and everybody will be like, oh, this trick is super easy. You can do this in like an afternoon. And I'm. it takes me like six months <laughs> to learn that. <laughs> Well, and then you see those assholes that go on like America's Got Talent. They're like, all right, here's a bunch of M16s. I'm going to set them to fire and just start throwing them in the air. It's like, that's not how this should work. Right. <laughs> yeah, whoever thought of juggling a, a firearm? <laughs> Crazy shit happens. Right. Is that all we got for him? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's all we got. Thanks for joining us. This was a lot of fun. Thank yeah, you so much for having me. This is really great. Yeah, let's stay in touch and uh, appreciate your time on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All right. We're into our second half of the show here, and we're now joined by Bobby Brown as our guest here for this segment. We're going to get to know the host 
of 50 Shades of Boucher podcast. So, Bobby, welcome to No Brains, No Headache podcast. What's going on, guys? I'm very nervous. So this is this is good. That's why I'm drinking. So right on. That's right. We once had a bull rider on who said he was very nervous for the show and said he almost gets more nervous for media appearances rather than getting on the bull. So uh, you're that's in good company. That's the guy who want riding the bull, right? Like that's if you got that kind of nerves for you, brother. Like that's that's all fucking. That's what you want. Exactly. So hey, you're in good company. Uh, loving the setup behind you. I see some jerseys. You got some baseball going on. It looks like. Uh, so you fit right in with us. Um, great names all around. Let's start right there. First of all, names Bobby Brown, and then you got the Fifty Shades of Boucher podcast. Matt and I were talking. Pretty sweet names. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh the. No, no, you know, I had two white parents, so like, there's no idea of fucking listening to Bobby Brown, like maybe like a scuff, you know, and uh, actually a really embarrassing dad when it came to darker friends. So, um, fucking no, no correlation at all. Sorry, that's probably too much. Um, and then, uh, and then Fifty Shades of Boucher was just uh, kind of like, I want to do anything, right? So, like, I'm also a painter, so eventually, hopefully, uh, I was starting to hope my make my own business. And if it rolled into the same name, I was like, perfect. Boom. That's two two birds, one stone, right? But Okay, uh, just, two, two part sorry. question for you. Go for it. I talk really fast. Cough, tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> what type of painter are you an artist or for like houses and shit? Houses, houses. Okay. I was like, this would get a little weird if you were like, hey, abstract art. Um, I, have, I, have, I have one piece of me? art. I have one piece of, oh, that's awesome. You can hear the audio. I was wondering if that was something you add in or you do it now. Um, <laughs> that's sick. Uh, I got to do all mine off YouTube. It's like caveman shit. I do have one piece of art that I drew. It was, it was a Popeye in my senior year. I drew it from like all hand. It's legit as hell, but uh, that's 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 here no there. And then second part of my question, where are you joining us from? Uh, Anoka, Minnesota. Out of, out of the rental that is very cheap in this market. So I ain't fucking leaving. <laughs> Minnesota boy, where is that at exactly? It's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes outside of Minneapolis in the northern suburbs. So just enough for me to know one of the guys. And I, I hung out with this guy in 10th grade, but he's one of the guys who burned down the precinct. So distance myself far enough, but fucking, it's it's close enough to know some pretty fucking weird people, right? So, Well, there you go. Uh, I'm glad that we got our neighbor from the east joining us. We're in Bismarck, North Dakota. So North Dakota, Minnesota. Matt likes to tell Minnesotans that they need to calm the fuck down. Comment. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to calm down right now, man. We're, I'm, <laughs> I'm wired up. No, uh, that's awesome. Uh, which one of you went to you Mary? That was me. There you go. I went to no. I dropped. Well, I don't know if I dropped out, transferred. I don't know. I, I went to Northern State for a year and then St. Cloud. So in that same division, I saw a bunch of you Mary games and stuff like that. Figured I'd try to connect with you. Did that work? Yeah, uh, our football team was pretty good. There you we go. Want- we won three games in three years. Fuck yeah. That's, that's the best, though. I bet you the drinking and shit, like that, the parties of just getting trashed, being like, we don't give a fuck. Like, that's the one. That's the <laughs> See, one that's the thing. No, to. no, it wasn't. Oh, my God. It wasn't like that. Jesus. What is it? Like, I feel like that's like a, a religious school then. It's just like no fun at all. Like, that's, that sucks, uh, man. It's pretty accurate. You no, know, we had fun. We would just go to other schools to have fun. There you go. I, I had a boss that once told me he got a mil- old uh, ice cream truck. They put a couch in it, and they went around and fucked all the local college girls that they could that they could get into this milk truck. <laughs> Successful guy. He ran a he ran a construction business and did, did. I mean, he got dinosaur bones in his bar. 
you know, he's a crazy old 60 year old dude, but good for him. He lives a life. Just the, the bang bus of <laughs> the poor man's this bang, is before bus, the bang just bus. A, just a milk truck. Yeah, this is probably like on one of those couches that I mean, if you still had it, it'd be it'd be a specimen. That thing would probably have like arms and legs by now. By the amount of the amount of what he was talking about unloading on chicks was just ugh. He's making his own ice cream in the bag. Let's just say that. My goodness. Well, you went to Northern State and also Saint Cloud State, which would be a pretty big so rival sorry. of University of North Dakota. So uh, not off to a great start with the hosts here, but I'm that's sorry. okay. Athletes adjust. We're going to handle the adversity and uh, get on with it. So 50 Shades of Boucher podcast. Why don't you give us and uh, your and our listeners um, just a rundown of what the show's about? When did you start it and how's it going today? Uh, yeah, so I started it. Uh, I think I'm coming up on three years. Uh, we just hit like 7,000, you know, listen. Small, I'm a painter, right? If I can get anybody to listen, fucking cool. Um I've had uh, kind of anybody on. I've had uh, Matt Burke, who's running for lieutenant governor. Um, he was a center for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Shannon Brooks, go for running back. Uh, awesome dude. He's, he's killing it in like arena football leagues right now. Um, I've had two quarterbacks that played and won championships for the Vienna Vikings. Uh, one of them played for St. John's. Kind of just athletes, I guess I'm going through. I uh, did interviews for a while during COVID. I really got into them. Ashley from 93X Morning Show. She was awesome. Uh, there's a Minnesota Vikings uh, legend, Sal Spice, if you guys have heard of her. Um, yep. she's, a regu- she's a regular on the podcast. Uh, I've been trying to get a porn star. If you guys know one, uh, drop the name. Um, but uh, I know a lot of call? porn stars, just not personal. There you go. See, me too, right? And, and messaging them, you think you're trying not to be creepy, but I don't think there's not a way to be creepy, right? Like, you're just, you're messaging porn stars. You're borderline fucking, you're, tab- <laughs> you're, you're dabbling in waters you don't know. Anyways, it's been interviews with my friends, interviews with, I did rap guys in the beginning. Um, I kind of cooled on that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, it was, it's, I've just had friends on. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's kind of a bullshit podcast, right? Like there's really no, uh, there's really no, I don't put any effort into putting them like, you know, a few questions here and there if the guests actually have a following or something, you know, but other than that, it's just a chill podcast. We get fucked up. We hang out and, um, I probably get in trouble and and lose people or don't get on things because I say things, but it's too much fun, man. Gator don't play no shit. Would that be your attitude towards the podcast? Would you say? I try to, and then I get very scared when I have that attitude. So it's kind of like big bark, and then as soon as I'm after, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> lately, no, I'm not going to edit that out and then yeah. edit it out like two minutes <laughs> no, later. <laughs> I haven't, I've, you know, and one of the things is like, you know, not to be the weird guy, but I love podcasts and like New York podcasts, you know, early podcasts. It was very rough. No one edited. It was just conversations, and that's, that's kind of what I try to mimic because there's not a lot of people doing it. You know, everyone's got – sports and takes and, and you know everyone's woke it's like no come here and have fun we're gonna say fucked up shit and then you can go home and and do the same thing wake up at two o'clock in the morning and go oh god what did i say well that's awesome i think that the whole fact that you're having fun with it that's the most important part and it sounds like uh you had some really good guests on in the past you have some good recurring guests and a decent following so uh you got to keep at it and as long as you're enjoying it that's all that really matters and matt and i can definitely uh, understand some of the things you're saying go ahead matt uh, thank you uh we oh, understand yeah. you know where we're, matt and i were always trying to you know do things to improve uh our show and just there you go there you go uh, thank you and get better at what we're doing but we constantly have to remind ourselves that no matter what 
that YouTube video says or that podcast says about what we should do for growth or what have you. At the end of the day, it's our podcast, and that's you know what we want to go for is our vision, similar to what you're doing with that kind of raw, uncut, old-school way of doing podcasts, not saying that's a bad thing. Fuck yeah. Right on, man. So we're glad to have you here on No Brains, No Headache Podcast, joined by Bobby Brown, host and creator of 50 Shades of Boucher Podcast. Now we're messaging back and forth, trying to figure this out, get together, collaborate, and we threw the idea at you of joining us for the Olympics. Now, what's your understanding of the Olympics? Do you know what we're talking about? Or have you heard us do it before? Yeah, I've been following you guys for a while. So I've seen you guys post the clips, which you guys are very professional with. I'm not. And uh, so well, I kind of I, I, I scrolled through and I listened to the last episode. So I was kind of getting a gist of how you guys run things. So I, I think I got a gist. But you, you give me a heads up. What do I got to know? Awesome. Well, we're going to get into the Olympics portion here with our guest, Bobby. Uh, We decided we wanted to do something uh, that we all were hyped up about. We gave Bobby the, you know, go ahead to give us a few suggestions. And might I add very thoughtful suggestions. Matt, what did you think of his suggestions? Uh, The fattest chicks you've or like fattest hookups you've had. I've got a few, right. so that's why I was like, if I, I, you know, we can match. It's like I got a hand job in a state park by this chick one time. <laughs> that's a true story. There you go. Seafoam Stadium where the Concordia Bears play. I got a hand job when I was in high school watching a D2 football game. Hey. Deep, deep cut. Deep cut. Absolutely yeah. love it. My name is Jeff. Oh, yeah. Deep cuts coming in for uh, the Olympics here. But hey, we decided against all that and we went with. The Olympics of bar things. Now, for those who may not know how the Olympics works, and Bobby may want to listen up, we basically pick a topic such as bar things, and we're going to be ranking our top things that we look for in a bar. We're going to go in descending order, so you'll start with your most favorite in the gold round, onto silver, into the bronze. That's all we're going to do for today since there's three of us. After that's all done, absolutely feel free to give us some honorable mentions or DQs a rule state that we can't have the same picks. So once it's off the board, it's off the board. However, I will tell you and our listeners that the Olympics is very open for interpretation. So we're going for ranking our top things we're looking for in a bar. That can be a number of different things. Uh, We're probably going to get this up on our social media, like Bobby mentioned, doing our clips, putting a graphic up there. So make sure you give us a follow at NBNH Podcast. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. That's where we're going to have our content to get you updated on the Olympics here. So, Bobby, you are our guest, the host of 50 Shades of Boucher podcast. We decided that you can go first since you're our guest, and then we're going to do snake-style draft. So whoever goes third at the end of the gold round will go first at the beginning of silver. Sound good? I like this. I like this. Give me time to think. Perfect. You you have any questions for us or do I need to play who wants to be a millionaire music before we're ready to go? Hit the button, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like me. I I prepared for this about two minutes before we started. Hell yeah. How's it looking over there? Hell yeah. Looks fucking great. Are you ready to give us your gold medal pick? 
Yeah, I'm ready. All right, go for it. It might be lame if the bar has Red Bull. I, I need a bar with Red Bull. That's my drink, a, a vodka Red Bull. Good Tito's Red Bull. If it's got Red Bull, classy joint. That's what I want. I, I, I respect I, the pick. Yeah, I like the pick. Honestly, I didn't know where you were going to go. I'd be like, I need a bar that has Frisbee golf in the back. It's like, oh, <laughs> Dear God, I've never Frisbee golfed in my life. I was trying to think of picks. My third one's going to be awesome. But the second one, I'm, I'm hoping you guys don't say it. But I, I like the snake idea. But um, I was trying to go for something that no one said before. I was like, ah, it could be like good music or some something like that. But it's like, nah, you get stuck with these like, no, sorry, we have liquid ice. It's like, fuck you. <laughs> Boycott list immediately. I, I do love this, that we're in different states, and so we have different concepts of bars. I know we've all been to different bars, but my gold oh, yeah. medal, I just forgot it, so that's probably not a good sign. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy drink specials. Okay, okay. Now, what are we talking, like two-for-ones, like every day, all day kind of things? Or like what, No, I'm, I'm talking – so – there's one bar in Bismarck that is 50 cent taps from seven to nine on Friday, 16 ounce beers Jesus. for 50 cents. And it's just like, you can get as drunk as you want from seven to nine. Then it's like, okay, let's take the party back to my place. No one else needs to drink like more than two beers before <laughs> passing out. Oh yeah. And like eight bucks and you're wasted. There's a 275 pound, uh, 24 year old kid in me right now going, Oh, I want to be there so bad, dude. I, when I could drink beer and just get unloaded on myself, I mean, dude, there's nothing better than just cold beer, just and many of them, you know what I'm saying? And there's, there's this bar in Valley City. I've never been there, but I've heard stories about it. It's you get a pitcher mixed drink for $10, and okay. if you want. Other than the rails, you could get like a Tito's Sprite mixed drink in a pitcher. It's $12. Like, I want crazy like that. I want like they're losing money. For sure. You want to get tanked for fucking like the cheap amount, right? Like like fishbowl kind of shit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Maybe now you'll agree. Drinking has its benefits. You just said that. Uh, Now, if you don't mind, it's time for the liquor to take effect. Given the conversation prior, I thought that sound clip was very appropriate. Fuck yeah. Uh, so thank you for our listeners' patience for the extra long sound clips. Uh Matt, great pick. Gold medal rounds off to a good start. I'm gonna get into mine. Round out the medal round here of gold. Now very open for interpretation. And like Matt said, I'm glad that we're both in uh or at least you know, two of the three of us are in different settings, different states. There's different laws. And this one's definitely going to come into play here. My first thing I really want to look forward to in a bar, if I walk in there, gambling availability. Now, for us North Dakotans, Bobby, we have blackjack just straight up in our bar. Not every bar, but we have blackjack. Just You can walk up. You got to be of age. You got to abide by the rules. Not be an asshole. And you can sit there and you can play blackjack as long as you. I know Damn. in Minnesota, is this not the case? You literally go and you can pull, do pull tabs. That's it. And they have these weird little iPads things. I don't I don't touch them, but that's it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's as crazy as it gets, those little iPad scrolly games. I don't know what they do. Have you ever drank in the jurisdiction of North Dakota and experienced the blackjack right there? Um, no, but I, going to school in South Dakota, I, I did go through a reservation and then later was told I might as well have gone through North Dakota. So I don't know if that's a fucking thing or, or what, but, uh, 
I don't know. That was it was kind of run down. So I just assumed there's not a whole lot, right? Like that's kind of the whole idea. I'm not, I don't think I've ever been to North Dakota. Didn't you get a hand job in Moorhead? That's no, Minnesota. In in Seafoam Stadium in St. Paul. Uh, oh, I was St. thinking Paul, other Concordia. Okay. Even if it was in yeah. Moorhead, Matt, that's I like still that one Minnesota. Better, I was Triple thinking off. it was just right, go right there. I don't know. I love hand jobs. Triple off football, <laughs> baby. <laughs> so, and it's not just blackjack. Um, we have a game called Pigwheel here. It's essentially a vertical roulette where there's a, a, a wheel on the wall with a little flapper thing, and you can bet on numbers or pigs and similar payouts to roulette. So we also Cowboy, have Cowboy that. Jacks. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Cowboy Jacks has that. That Yeah, I've, I've seen that. We have, I guess there's capabilities, but there's only one spot I've ever seen that has that kind of a game. So It's also rare here, and... Matt and I had a summer, a doozy of a summer, where we went and played Pigwheel three, four, five times a week. It got out of hand. Um, but that's what it, I like. Uh, pull tabs are also great, too. Can't complain with those. I prefer the physical tabs over the E-tabs. That's just one man's opinion. For uh, sure. But, and, you know, you got to understand, North Dakota, if you want to go gamble, you, you have the option to at most places. So I look for that when I walk into a bar, my gold medal pick. Oh, yeah. And it's back to me <laughs> because of great snake, transition snake style draft. All right. I'm going to go with my number two pick or silver would be an open spot at the bar to order drinks. Um, I'm thinking of college towns. When I was in college, you weren't sitting at a table and getting service. I'll tell you that for free. You're going up to the bar and grabbing drinks. Cause that's more than likely the only way you're going to get something in a timely manner. Is that something you're envisioning, uh, Bobby? Uh, I'm 29. Um, so I stay away from the bars that are packed by other like 25 year olds, 24 year olds, that mentality. I would, I would, I would start throwing very weak punches um, around the, around that bar. I, I, uh, I, I'm trying not to burn up my uh, silver medal here. So I'm trying to choose my words carefully, but uh, that's all right. Yes. I just, an open an open spot at the bar is is always fucking uh it it's 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 like cheers right like that's what you just want is just come in and be like there's my spot or there's a spot you know what I'm saying yeah like I can go there and order a drink like give me an ice cream cone get me the fuck out of here or sometimes yes. if if you know the bar well enough and the bartenders it might be easier and quicker for you to just pop up to the bar real quick grab another beer for yourself and sometimes even if you're not getting decent table service. Better to go up to the bar. What are you looking for? You're not looking for the group of 10 people crammed together. You're looking for an open spot, quick, easy access. I want to get my drinks. I want to black out ASAP. That's why I went with it. Yeah. As, as little a distance as you have to walk my drink to me, please. Exactly. I want to be right next to the bar. Okay. My next pick, my silver medal, and this might be controversial at a bar, but I want a good bar menu. I want like a decent food menu. I don't want shit tombstone pizzas. So you're going with the food. Yeah, I want a good bar menu. <sighs> I I love I love the pick because obviously good bar food kicks ass, especially with a good buzz. But it gets to be spendy when you have options like that, and then you're putting it down. I mean, it, you know, you start thinking like, is it really worth thirteen? I mean, even here it's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen bucks a hamburger. You know what I'm saying? It it gets deep after a while, especially when you when you do uh, not rail drinks. It adds up very quickly. Well, see, that's the thing though. It's like food. I think is a drop in the bucket because there was a time like 
my roommate came and picked me up from the bar and he came in and had one and I got my tab and it was like nine tall beers. And then I had one short and he's like, why, <laughs> why'd you get a short? And I was like, I thought I was leaving after like three and it just didn't happen. And it was still like 60 bucks. I don't know. I got fucking wasted last night. But I love like a good bar menu where you can get that good base and then just to know that you're up to the debauchery that is going to come. I, I got to yeah. agree real, really quick of the good menu is key. It happened to me almost this last weekend, practically. Uh, say you're running on an on empty stomach a little bit. You're running on E and you're like, you know what? I just need to get a little bit of food in me. Uh, keyword, little bit. Keywords. Now, I was at a joint this last weekend where they, like Matt said, all they had was frozen pizza. If you're going to sit there and to devour an entire pizza, which I almost did, thank God I had a friend there to help me with one or two slices, but I had that many and I, I was I was ready for bed. And that's what I did. I, you're not going to keep drinking after that. You need a good bar menu in order to get the correct amount of food in you to not make you tired, but also not let you die. How, like how many bars do you guys add that like have like you know wings burgers like more you know like if you want like like some pretty decent stuff like how many bars do you guys have available for? or is it all uh, like so tombstones and nothing our favorite bars got one of the best menus ever okay a walleye for a, for a, a walleye sandwich that would knock your socks off we've only had would, it once but it was pretty good i would eat the fuck out of that hell yeah <laughs> hell yeah um no so most like, other places like friday and saturday nights though yeah they mostly only have frozen pills, pretty limited okay yeah so like the town you know even like anoka um there's four or five bars i mean they do you know the place place i go to is a tex-mex place chips and salsa baby that's that's like the go-to like a good chips and salsa just keep it, it's the it's like the popcorn and beer nuts of its day you yeah. know what i'm saying it's perfect, and especially when they're super salty, you're just you're just taking an extra swig here and there. I mean, you can't go wrong with that if you're just trying to keep yourself over while having three or four cocktails and then drive the mile it is home. I'm this just also sounds refreshing. I'm I knew kidding. Anoka sounded one, familiar. One is Anoka the? There was a softball bar on Bar Rescue. Whew, softball bar. And the guy like set a table on fire. Okay, I'm I'm getting off subject, so I'm just gonna let you go to your next one. But you're a pretty no, big you're bar good. rescue fan. Yeah. No hell yeah, it's it's awesome until you start like then you have to block it out and then you're at a bar is being like it. Please don't be one of those. Please don't be one of those. <laughs> um. So Everyone's my, so drunk. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Uh, my uh, silver medal. I want no one there. Is that is that too close to <laughs> is that too close to an open bar stool? Um, because I no, want that's like fine. I want it to be like not even like a a good like um you know uh, setting for me and the bartender. I just want to like not like have anyone else like distract her from like yo here's an empty glass. I don't want to have to say anything. Can you please just fill this up with more cocktail than it is fucking you know extra drink? and pass it along back here and i'll tip well you know what i'm saying that so. is the that's the pick of the draft so far i think that's a yeah. i love that pick if, if i go into a bar and no one's there i'm just like thank god that's the best because usually they're cool with you sometimes like when you're drinking red bull which is an extra cost if you tell them ah they'll go i'll give you the red bull off if you can't fuck yeah all right let's go but uh i'm that's that's how i'm gonna get heart disease so i appreciate the pick because what i'm envisioning right now is when you're on like vacation with a couple of buddies or whoever it may be and you're headed to the bar 
at somewhat of an unorthodox time because you're on vacation. Like Tuesday at 1 p.m., we're headed to the bar. You go in, nobody's there. You're like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. I got me and my buddies here. We're on vacation and we got the best service in town. Nobody's at the pool table. Nobody's doing anything else. Everything's ours. That's awesome. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. All right. So it my... goes right back into your bronze medal. So you got to finish off your podium strong. Uh, no pregnant bartenders. <laughs> That's second best. Yeah, yeah, I, mean... I had this chick last night. Now, I, I saw her. Now. <laughs> she was giving birth. No, she was no, having no. contractions. She was acting like she was fucking pissed. And I'll tell you what, you don't get that out on a, on a nice patron like me. Now, granted, I've been there for her since I saw her get knocked up. I didn't even know she was dating anybody. I was shocked, shocked when I saw this chick come around with a baby bump. Have I said anything? No, it's not my place. But you don't got to pour me drinks and then add the extra Red Bull on there. I'm there once a fucking week, at least, spending good, hard-earned money. I've tipped well. I was upset. Bar- pregnant bartenders, I want to love you, but don't bring your fucking pregnant attitude towards me. <laughs> That might be like the best pick we've had in Olympics history. <laughs> you voted I'm trying, I'm trying to bring it to you. you. Oh, Jesus that's a great Christ. Scene. When he sees her, when he sees her, her tits. Oh, man. What can I say on this podcast? My bad. I've been swearing. Can I say anything? Matt pre canceled himself like a year and a half ago. So. Yeah, like two yeah. years ago, I pre canceled myself. So I can't be canceled. Yeah. Cancel yourself. That's what I've been trying to do. Hell yeah. <laughs> Just, uh, it's, I'm, it's actually patent pending right now. So. Let's uh, ease it down on pre-canceling your own self. Right on. Um, I'm going to get into my bronze medal, and I'm going to go with a metric fuck ton of TVs. Yes. I want so many TVs that I can see, like, a Japanese volleyball game going on, but also the game I'm there to watch. I like to sports bet, and I like to see every single game. I want them to be like, hey, I know that the Vikings game is on right now, but could you switch it over to this Russian soccer game? I have quite a bit of money on it. Are you guys Vegas guys? We're going in two weeks, baby. First time or like, have you guys been there? It'll be my third time. Second. Matt's second time. So are you guys going to that big swim pool with all the TVs and games that every degenerate wants? Or is that a thing or? Uh, I don't think so because that swimming pool has got to be at least 85% urine at that point. And semen. Oh yeah. It's not even like semen in the pool. It's like what they walk into with it, right? Like everyone's shorts are just gross, I imagine, in Vegas. You you go to the YMCA and you're like, you got to shower off beforehand. They're like, nope, come on in. We accept all venereal diseases. No one has ever showered off before going in. If you yeah. do, I already suspect you are fucking, you are coming in with something that you should not be coming in with. Yeah, and you know they got happy in pants the night before at the strip club and didn't bother to wash off for fluids that are stuck to their leg right now. Uh, I digress. I'm going to get into my bronze medal. We got the Olympics of bar things here with, with Bobby Brown from 50 Shades of Boucher podcast talking about our favorite are things we look forward to at the local watering hole and fuck i'm in a pretty tough spot here you guys left me two options now i gotta figure out which one's better i gotta go with i gotta go with crowd control is how i'm gonna phrase it now this is pretty much the opposite of having nobody there uh bobby's silver medal round pick i want crowd control in the sense of okay who do you know there who don't you know, but are they are they attractive? Do they look friendly? Do they look approachable? Are there good-looking women there? 
and do they look approachable? I'm just saying, you ever been in a far in a bar full of you know all dudes? You know, just the the balance is off. The equilibrium isn't just right. And then it's like also with the crowd control, is security literally doing crowd control? Because if so, it might be a little too packed for me, and that might be um, a dead giveaway as to leave. And I I'm keeping flashing back to. Uh, Joe Black's bar in Grand Fork. A uh, lot of crowd control. At least four to five people tossed tonight. So oh, crowd wow. control is the pick. I want a good crowd, but not too big. I want to have fun. I want to see my friends, but I want to meet new people. Is that too much to ask? I don't know. No, no. I'll, I think you're asking for for a very, very, you know, that that's awesome. That's what but you want. I, I really wish I would have thought of cool things like no pregnant bartenders or just simply nobody there like Bobby, our guest here. I was really hoping I came up with a few different things to make you guys laugh. Thank you for yeah, laughing. I mean, that. Uh, I mean that, that was pretty good. I have a couple honorable mentions that are pretty sure. weak, but I like to see regulars there. Okay. Like the guy that's at the bar, but cool regulars. You get some of those assholes that are just there every week drinking Coors Light bottles, screaming at a TV. Like they get too drunk. The regulars should get drunk, but not too drunk. Yeah, and then it's just like, yep, yeah, I'm heading home. I'm gonna walk because I got my 14th DUI and legally yeah. cannot drive for the rest of my life. Yeah. See, I'm trying to avoid that, so I roll up and hide my bike behind a dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> and I try, you know, short of it's a beach cruiser, and it's I'm nowhere near a beach. And so <laughs> the Mississippi come out there, and there's some homeless dudes just having their way on it. Bro, it's reaching, it's reaching far. Like I'm not kidding you. There's um there's homeless guys in Anoka now where they get out you get off off and they're sitting there. It's like come on. Like you even get the like metal violinist who has like a a bass like speaker with her and she's like playing recorded music as if she's actually playing it. You know what I'm saying? Like have you guys had those ladies yet or is it not reached the uh, no our homeless people just eat stuff yeah. out of the garbage and oh. smoke cigarettes. Wait until you see the I'm just going to say, because they're not even a people anymore, she looks Persian. It's like a Persian chick with three kids, and already the kids are enough, but she's playing like some like hardcore metal like violinist over some already pre-recorded music. I have no idea if it's real or not, or if she's playing Guitar Hero or what, but like, dude, it gets so weird when you got to walk into Walmart, and you're like, lady, I got to go buy some toilet paper and condoms, and you're just, you're <laughs> fucking me up here. I don't know why I say condoms. I have three kids. I have more condoms. <laughs> Trying to reach other people, I guess. No, the homeless community around Bismarck uh, isn't very cultured. It's called a soup kitchen. Oh, that's but, the best. That's a great know, movie. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions uh, that didn't quite make the podiums or anything that comes to mind now? If you guys got anything else, let me think of a few. I know I yeah. had some as I was talking about it, but now I'm thinking I have, about dirty I had like popcorn or peanuts, like a free food that you can just munch on that's so full of salt that you just want more and more beer. Mm-hmm. That's there all you important. Go. Chips and salsa. That's what I was thinking. was kind of the oh, same. Free same chips idea. and salsa is just asking for like disease in the salsa. It's like, this has been out for three days, but I will eat the shit out of it. Don't I know every time there's white onions that look like fingernails in the chips and salsa at this bar. I, I am a regular at, and, and I thought those are definitely time. fingernails. <laughs> It's probably like the, one of the one of the things I was thinking of is uh, a chick who's uh, I want a waitress who's recently off mask because they're usually very nice to you. <laughs> and, and like little tips are like, thank you so much for not leaving at all. Like for sure, the crazy <laughs> lady with like eyes that are like, I, I'm trying to kick a habit right now. 
It's like, good for you. I'll give you a $3 tip for your very fast service. Oh, hot bartenders or waitresses. That helps. For sure. Yeah, I suppose you guys don't have the drug problem, do you hear? Like, a lot of the bartenders here are getting to be like, all right, you used to have a problem for sure. Um, I guess, you know, there's a, all sorts of dirty hippies around the Bismarck Mandan area. I don't know. I, got, I gotcha. There's a lot of thick white girls with <laughs> tattoos around this area. I don't know if it's uh, when, you, when you say when you say thick, is that thick with how many C's? I'm saying three. Okay, okay, okay that's maybe a modest number. Two K's in there, maybe. Yeah, you oh, yeah, a couple of the K's. I had a uh, recreational games. I decided to not put it on there since I got gambling. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm just talking about like at my college bar, there was a pinball machine, and occasionally it would just not work in the sense of you didn't have to pay for it. So that would be uh, some good times. Or Matt and I were in Austin, Texas about a year ago, almost to the day, and basketball hoop inside of a bar. That was freaking awesome. Do you remember that? No, I must have been drunk. We did best oh, of- yeah, I do remember that. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, we were doing like best of 10 free throws, and I think the best was like four. We were not uh, doing very well on the free throws, but it was entertaining, and that's what I was enjoying, recreational yeah. games. Yeah, have you guys been – do you guys come to Minneapolis at all? I was there last week. They have all these. I'm I'm the worst Minnesotan to like represent Minneapolis or like the tri. I don't even know what this double area is or Twin Cities bullshit. I don't I don't leave. I don't go out. I want to go to like I said. I want to go to a bar that has nobody. I don't want to go there with people that are like throwing axes one way and then there's bowling alleys the other. I'm not, I'm not that guy. Like I, I the least amount of people that I got to worry about bumping me in my shoulders being like, there's a soft big guy I can look big to. It's like, I, I did all that in my time, dude. Like going out and having a dude like purposely shoulder you. Cause you look like you're a smiley big dude. It sucks. Like I'm just, I'm done going to those bars that are anywhere near college campuses. And there's too many downtown to, to even go. I, I fucking, I don't even go. Uh, that, that sounds like a, a disqualified and i have a dq too and it's punch machines like the like how hard oh. you can punch yeah john taffer says it promotes hostility it also promotes how weak i can punch and i don't need that in my life right leave it to like uh, dude i got kicked out of a bar for the first time in my life i got drunk at one of the events from a local podcast here and uh there's a guy in a scarf picking on a midget and i was like I didn't even like this dude. And I was like, oh, hell no, not, not my bitch. And like, I went up, bumped this guy, glad, you know, his head hits the glass. Nothing ever happens. And it, it, I get kicked out, obviously, but nothing, in, you know, ensues from that. But the whole time, like, I woke up after that night, I kept thinking, what a fucking idiot. You've never been in a fight before in your life. You look like an asshole. Some dude could have just clocked you out and you're done, dude. I'm sitting there breathing through a tube or something. It's like, never again. I can't punch anybody. I'm a dad. The power behind me is meant for like, throwing a ball at my kid when they're, come on, catch it, you know? Like, that's it. I'll, I don't have shit. The athleticism of our guest today, not great. Got to avoid the bar fights. Uh, but that does it for the Olympics of bar things. So I want to thank our guest, Bobby Brown, host of 50 Shades of Boucher podcast. Uh, we encourage you to go check it out. He's from Minnesota. Got all sorts of great guests on there. And he joins us here on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Bobby, hold tight, but we just want to say thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you guys very much for having me. This, this is freaking awesome. I love it. Time for Mini Helmet Fantasy Football, the game we occasionally play. Actually, every week we play uh, going forward now for the NFL season where we have all the 
mini helmets representing all the NFL teams, basically in a sock here. We pick them at random, and we make a roster out of it. Now we're going to talk about Week 6 recap. Before we get into our Week 7 drawings, I'm looking over at Matt. He's got quite the smirk on his face as he is in charge of the scoring. He is the commissioner of Mini Helmet Fantasy Football. Matt, why don't you take over here and let our fine listeners know how uh, Week 6 ended up. Uh, I won by a lot. Okay. I won 52.1 to 20.8. All right, let's go over it. Let's break it down from a fundamental standpoint. What was what went wrong? What went well? Uh, nothing really went right for you. Your one bright spot was Hollywood Brown, who had 9.3 points. And then, and then, and then Yep, and then broke his leg. So. Fantastic. Who, who else is on my team? Uh, Zach Wilson, 4.5. Fantastic. Raheem Mostert, 5.3. Great. Uh, Will Disley, 1.7. What more do you want? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Okay, okay. Uh, so that puts us at 1-1, one and one, right? Yep. What was your team looking like? Uh, Justin Fields almost had a 20-burger. Whoa. Alvin Kamara, 15. Nice. JJ, 14. Who's? I'm sorry, JJ. Justin Jefferson. Oh, sorry. I thought you were on the tight end position. My bad. Yep. Uh, and then Hayden Hurst had 3.6, but at that point it didn't matter because my QB almost beat you. I was shut up, Matt. I was listening to the radio the other day, and uh, you know AM Sports Talk, and yeah, the guy just straight up said, "quote The tight end position is a dumpster fire this year." End quote. So, uh, you know, I liked the terminology he used because it's pretty accurate. It is but, like Jason Kelsey, and then fifty feet of shit, and then the rest of the league. So we've only done week five and week six. We got off to a slow start. Kind of forgot about the first month of football there, but we're sitting at one and one. I've won one week. Matt has also recently, week six, taken me down. So we're going to get into week seven. How it works is we uh, pick our helmet out. So you're going to pick a team, and from there, you got to choose quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. And I'm telling you, you think it's easy at home, so join us. Make your lineup if you want. The choice is yours. This results in some serious doozies. Uh, The week prior, what was our score, if you you remember? Uh, You won by quite a bit. But with only four positions, there should have been some more points scored. Yeah, it was was bad. It was bad. So, sitting at one and one, we're going to draw for week seven mini helmet fantasy football here on No Brains, No Headache podcast. Why are you pointing at me? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I thought the winner goes first. Okay, that's fine. So we removed all the bio teams and Monday Night Football after we learned the hard yeah, way week it's five. It's a logistical nightmare, okay? Not only did we forget about the first four weeks, we screwed up our first week. Matt gets San Francisco 49ers first pick. I'm going to go with Jorge Kittle. George Kittle. Matt is very concerned about that tight end position, so he's just out of the gate going to take care of that. Like you said, you got the whole board here, and... Uh, the strategy can really help you or hurt you. Um, actually, I'm going to pull up my information. I am taking this a lot more seriously this week. I have the matchups here. I got some depth charts. So uh, I'm going to choose my team here and see who we can come up with. I'm probably going to fuck this up somehow, but probably try to pick somebody who broke their leg like in week Or a two. backup tight end. Okay, we got the uh, Indianapolis Colts here. Now, the good and bad thing. Now, this doesn't leave 
many options. Since we do this um, a little bit ahead of time, it's awfully difficult uh, sometimes to know if what's what injuries are going to happen. What injuries, you know, by Sunday, it's a whole different ball game. We got the Colts taking on the Titans. I don't really know what to do here. I mean, Matt Ryan is playing like absolute dog shit this year, and they're somehow have a couple wins. There's two picks that you could go with. I'm just, I'm going to go with, uh, why? Why? <laughs> why, God? Just just give me Michael Pittman Jr. I mean. Okay, that's, that's, that's the pick I, I would have went with as well. It's, you know, like I said, this is a tough game. People listening, uh, hopefully they're subscribing and also figuring out that this is a tough game. Yeah. You get yourself into some tight spots like drawing the Colts. Yeah. But there's a lot of bye weeks this week of yeah. star power. Eagles, Vikings, Bills. And Rams. Rams. Got the Giants. Is this your second week in a row having the Giants? Or, yeah. Eh. Or two out of three for sure. Matt yeah. has drawn the Giants, which... Uh, I'll take Saquon. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, that's a good pick. Yeah, you really you did a good job there of... As long as you don't have to draft one of their wide receivers, tight ends, or quarterbacks. Sa- Saquon <laughs> is usually good for, like, four direct snaps a game, and one of which usually results in a touchdown. Yeah, they're just like, as, as long as we cannot have Danny Dimes touch the ball, we'll be all right here. Saquon always has that ability, though, to also rip off a 75-yard touchdown at moment's notice. So. Yeah, or break a watermelon with his gigantic Or get a screen up legs. to the edge, and he's loose, and I got the Browns. Okay. So we, uh, <laughs> I think you're up in the same same alley that I'm. Okay. Yes. 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 Uh, I'm just gonna double check the depth chart just because I don't want an oversight here. But yeah, I think what I'm gonna have to go with here is uh, Nick Full Chub is what he's giving me right now, breathing a little bit of life into my team so far. I have taken a running back and wide receiver. Matt has his running back and tight end filled. So quarterback is still wide open, and yeah. that's a huge pick in this yeah. game. Yeah, usually I wait till the end, and then it just bites me in the dick. God. Oh, my. I got the Jets, so. Matt is going heavy on that on the New York team. J-E-T-S. They may Jets. not be the best fantasy teams, but they are winning football programs right now. Well, Zach Wilson had an absolutely horrid week for you. Um, what the hell's your problem? Let me just do a quick research here. My name is Jeff. Um, I know the Jets did beat the Packers, but I know a lot of it wasn't. What's your problem? We're about um, over two, all right? We're going to suck it up. We're going to put one in the end zone. Give me Corey Davis. Okay. Matt is going with Corey Davis. How unpredictable are the Jets wide receivers? It's like, well, it's like they have like five of them that like might go off. Easy. So it's like okay, Corey Davis, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios. It's like pick one and suck it. All right, so I still have the tight end position and quarterback position. This is going to be a very crucial pick. Chiefs are in there somewhere. Yeah, that you oh. just, <laughs> just dumped out. Yeah, I got a little too deep in there. <laughs> My bad. Jordan was elbow deep. In it was the, the Lions. In- I should have acted like nothing happened. <laughs> oh, PJ Hawkinson. Oh. oh, that's not bad. Is he going to be available? I got the Atlanta Falcons for those wondering. Is Kyle Pitts worth a shit? Last week, he had three catches for 19 yards and a touchdown. Give me Kyle Pitts. Okay. <laughs> See, now the people scoring at home 
I'm left with my quarterback position. Same. No matter who you are, too? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't want you to peek in there. You can hold it yourself, but I just don't want you to peek in there. Okay. Not terrible. The Arizona Cardinals. I'll go with Kyler Murray. I'll go I with mean, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a Kyle Sloter. All right. This is, I'm really, you know, I'm looking at my helmets right now. Colts, Browns, Falcons, not great. <laughs> well, okay. Well, one thing, I'll, one thing I'll say about the Cardinals is that they're getting D-Hop back this week. Hollywood Brown is going to be out forever. And they traded for Robbie Anderson from the Panthers. All right. I got fucking Jared Goff. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have the Lions, Colts, Browns, and, oh my, and Falcons. Where are all the good teams? Did you take them out? Oh, I have the two New York teams who are historically bad. At least they didn't pick the Panthers. Oh, my oh, God. the Chiefs. Those bastards. Have any of us picked the Chiefs yet so far this no, season? No, it's historically bad teams that we get. Like, yeah. Why can't I? I know they have a bye, but why can't I, like, get the Bills? You know, you have a plethora of options. You could go with their second stringers, and you'd still yeah. It's like probably I'll take be Zach, better off. I'll take Zach Moss. He's on their practice squad, but he might have. Well, it's like the obvious pick would be you know Stephon Diggs, but it's like well maybe you go Gabe Davis. You know, yeah. I mean that one time when he had like five touchdowns. Or if you're just if you're left with a, a running back, you could probably go Singletary or you know gamble on a James Cook Zach Moss type deal. I don't know, but real quick, so my team is. Jared Goff, Nick, Nick Chubb, Chubb, Michael Pittman, Kyle Pitts, the Pitt team. Yeah. I wanted my team name this week to be... The Chubby Pitts? Yeah. Actually, real quick, since before I forget, you want to know what my new team name is for my other fantasy squad? The real one that plays every week? It's, it has, to, has something to do with my running back that I decided to bench this week because I was sick and tired of it. Najee. 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 going to work here, here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> my, ne- my team name right now is Najee going to work here anymore, and you bet your sweet ass that I will be shopping him this week. Matt, what's your team? Uh, Kyler Murray, Saquon Barkley, Corey Davis, George Kittle. Real quick, we had a watch party uh, just the other day before this recording, we watched the Vikings versus Dolphins as well as, I mean, we had the Giants upset the Ravens kind of depending on how you look at it. Jets went to Lambeau, took care of the Packers. A lot of action. Thoughts on our watch party? It was fun. It was a uh, good pizza, good drinks. Always love going to stadium and then pizza's delicious. Yeah, absolutely. Just devoured some Buffalo chicken pizza. And Championship. Then- and then I won uh, quite a bit of money at Blackjack, so I'm gearing up for Vegas, uh, padding the pockets a little bit to inevitably lose all of it. Yeah, so Getting used to the Blackjack tables, you know, trying out some strategies, seeing what's going on. But thank you to everyone who came for uh, the watch party, NBNH watch party. We watched week six NFL. Like Matt said, great pizza. We had a spinning wheel. We could win some prizes. Of course, like the second spin of the day landed on a shot. So uh had to buy some shots for awesome patrons, but it was a lot of fun. So we'll think about doing that again and then look f- looking forward to our next episode here, Matt. What uh, what do we got? We're going to get back into some Cleary's comments, I know. Yeah, I know. Episode 127, we're going to get back to our roots. Cleary's comments, I got a lot of stuff that's just been 
filling up that I'm just going to shit out my word hole. So it's okay. going to be a fun episode. Fantastic. That was quite the picture you just painted. Uh, just like paint our pants. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to follow us on social media at NBNH podcast and listen wherever you get podcasts. You can subscribe, wait, rate, review on Apple or follow us on Spotify. 127 up next. Countdown to Vegas. This is a freestyle off the top of the dome. Here we go. And I do it again, 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 again. I do it only once. Again, 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 again. I do it only once. I go down that river slow to the place I shoot like Carmelo. I'm living my life and we go hard. Floating on the river in a party barge. And I see you on a sea dude. Your shirt was white and it was see-through. Please use your spray, no mosquitoes.